0: Amen, feel free to find your seat or one or a seat that looks like your seat. Hey, I grew up in a church where there's reserved seating and reserved parking spaces. You know, that's fine, I get it. Um, but uh, for some reason, no one sits in my seat every week. So it's great. I just sit there, That it doesn't, it doesn't have my name on it, but no one sits there, I don't know why but uh hey um it's so great to be in church Uh, i know that um it's a beautiful beautiful weekend and let's just amen amen preacher let's get us out of here preacher um but uh but you know we have a lot of our team missing this morning and there's so many of our team that are just jumping in on different areas and uh can we just take a moment and just thank the team the worship team the ushers the welcoming team the kids ministry can we give them a round of applause and just say thank you to our team well this morning it's so good to be here um i'm gonna get right into the message because uh you know we want to get out here and enjoy the sun but also uh, there's there's something about there's there's a special spirit here this morning and and as we sung and welcome the Holy Spirit here I, I believe he's here and he wants to speak to you so if you're here for your first time and you're like oh man everyone seems to know what they're doing except for me um, this isn't uh, you know Simon says or follow the leader uh, it's nothing like that uh, we just take a moment and hit pause and we read from God's word, because we believe uh, when the word of God is preached, that's when God speaks. And uh, I don't know about you, but I need a word from God. I need God to speak to my heart, I need direction, I need healing, I need purpose, and uh, that comes from the word of God. So uh, we're just gonna take a moment and just read um, a couple of scriptures. Uh, Luke 19, verses one to 10. Luke 19, verses one to 10. Uh, just take a moment because I know that you're searching for it through your Bible app and your real Bible. So I'll take you a moment and let you find that. Are you there yet? Mercy's there. Good. Luke chapter 19 verse 1 says this, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and had become very rich. He tried to get a good look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Verse five, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly ran down or climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. How shocking. The people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, "I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated anybody, if if I have cheated anybody on their taxes, I will Give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. The title of my message is Let's Talk. Let's talk. God, again, we, we come to you and we ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to us. We thank you, Lord, that the word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God, when we don't know what to do, we don't know where to go, when we don't know what to say, God, I thank you, Lord, that your word guides us and directs us. It directs our thought life, our actions, our behaviors. God, I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just do a second and just close your eyes again, as you just were? (laughs) Take a second, close your eyes. And when I say this to you, when I, say, when I say the name of this place, I want you to picture it in your head. When I say Prince Edward Island, what do you think about? Beaches, okay. Potatoes. Red dirt, yep. Cow's ice cream, maybe. I know that there's some in Nova Scotia now, but, you know, come on. Oysters. Food. Yes. Anna Green Gables, there you go. Trees, yes, I think summertime. Go ahead and open your eyes. I think summertime. I, too, think food. And, you know, I'm a bit of a foodie. I love food. But one of the things about Charlottetown that annoys me is how much nice restaurants they have there compared to here. Now, I know we've we got a lot going on here. I get it, but I love Charlottetown for that reason. Specifically, I don't know, don't, don't know why, but when I think of PEI, I think of Indian food. I don't know why. But I had some of the best Indian food ever in PEI. I, I don't know why. It sounds crazy. I know. And no, it's not the only Indian food I've had, okay? I know some of you are judging me. You haven't eaten Indian food. But there's a place at PEI, it's all like, it's like I, I just go back there in my mind, it was so good. The other thing I think about is the Confederation Bridge. Now, I know if you're an Islander, you just got offended. Because you're like, yeah, that bridge, that doesn't belong to PEI. Now, I remember growing up and and we would take the ferry over to PEI, right? And on the Nova Scotia side, there was three boats. Do you remember that? And you always wanted to get on the big one that's still sailing. But sometimes you got on the really small one and it was like a glorified rowboat. But I remember that, and and you could also go to New Brunswick and you could take the ferry that way. And I remember being young and and so excited to go to PEI in the summer. It's just so fun. I remember when they first opened the bridge. Now, that was a big deal. Uh, I think it was, I think I was like eight years old and it took them forever to build it and it was just crazy. And, and I remember going to PEI and the Islanders would have the Sink the Link t-shirts on. Like, they did not want the bridge. They did not want to be connected to the mainland, you know, and it was like in Cape Breton when they built the causeway down with the causeway. Do you guys remember that? No? Some of you do. If you're from Cape Breton, you do. But I remember this bridge, and I remember when it opened, and my parents were like, okay, we're going to go to PTI, but we're going to take the bridge. I remember being eight years old, so excited. So, my parents packed up their 1988 Mercury Cougar. And if you know that car, it's really low. And as I was thinking about it this week, I was like, was my dad, like, did he have a cool car when I was a kid? No, it wasn't cool. But I remember when we, we packed that up, and we were going over, and I remember being so excited for some reason to cross this bridge. I didn't know what I expected. As a kid, I didn't know if there was going to be fireworks, if it was going to be Disneyland. I have no idea why I was so excited. And we got there, and we start, and my parents were like, oh, we're about to get on the bridge. And we got on the bridge, and concrete wall, couldn't see over it. I was like, is this, is it done yet? No, it's like 25 minutes or 30 minutes or however long it takes. And I remember being so discouraged, I'm like, I waited. Years for this bridge, me being eight years old, you know, so entitled. And I couldn't see over the bridge. I was so mad. I'm like, "What can we just take the ferry? This is brutal. hate the bridge. Sink the link. (laughs) When I think about this story, I don't know when, when, and I go back there in my mind, and I remember we got over to PEI, my dad's like, there's no better way to get to the island now. I'll never take the ferry ever again. I remember being like sad. But you know, when we when we look at the story of Zacchaeus, there's there's an image of Jesus being a bridge. And in the same way that many people feel like there's no better way to get to PEI, there's no other way to get to God but through Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate bridge between life and death. But also he was the ultimate bridge builder. See if we look around this room and you look at everybody you're like you really have nothing in common with them besides Jesus. Most of us. And I, and I like thinking about that cuz I'm like, you know, I I'm I'm a part of a of a charity that raises money to put God's word all over the world. And it's amazing work, but it's funny when I'm in a room or I'm in I'm in Zoom or whatever with my coworkers, I'm looking around at these people and I'm like you know, we laugh about it because I have coworkers that are 65. I've got coworkers that are 19. And here we are all talking about what God's doing in the world. And we have nothing in common besides, oh, God saved you. He saved me too. Yeah, let's be friends. But there's something so amazing about the bridge that Jesus builds between us. See, now it feels like it's more than that, now it feels like family. Now it feels like we're, we're blood relatives and there's something so amazing about what Jesus has done. Now I think about bridges and and building bridges. There's, there's something to be said about you and your story and how God saved you and how God changed you, which becomes a bridge that's so desperately needed in our world today. If, I'll, I'll just go through this story real quick if you're familiar with Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man. A wee little man was he He climbed up in a sycamore tree. I don't want to sing the song, but it's just Keep it keeps hitting there for the Lord. He want to see I don't want to sing it As the Savior passes away he looked up in the tree, okay Zacchaeus you come down, okay, I got it out I got it out, if you don't know that song, you had a great childhood. <laughs> you really did, I'm jealous. But Jesus is on his way through Jericho and the the Bible, it's funny because the, the chapter before in Luke 18, Jesus was just, he was traveling and you know he just told off that arrogant rich guy, you remember that story? Where he's like, hey, how do I be saved? And he's like, hey, obey my commandments he goes I never sinned once I kept them all since I was a kid Jesus like okay all right buddy go sell all your stuff then and he's like oh yeah I don't want to do that and he walks away so Jesus tells off this rich guy and then he heals a blind guy and Jesus is on his way through town with all these people and he gets to Jericho and he starts walking and then Zacchaeus sees that Jesus is coming and he's heard of Jesus and he's like okay this guy People are saying he loves everybody. people are saying he helps people, and we know from Zacchaeus is he wasn't really that well liked. Zacchaeus or Zach Zach wasn't well liked Zach had no friends, and it might have been because Zach wasn't a very nice guy. he raised money, he was hired by Rome to raise money uh, or raise taxes from his from his fellow citizens, and he would tax them a little bit extra and put it in his pocket, and Rome didn't care as long as they were getting taxed. So he was charging people more tax than he should have and keeping the money, and the people knew that, but if they accused him, then they could be accused for tax evasion, and then he could just throw them in jail. So the people just thought, okay, here comes Zacchaeus. This guy's a loser. We don't like him. He has no friends. Okay, that's Zac. And after a while, I feel kind of bad for Zac. Now, the crowd hates him. But I don't know, I kind of like Zach. Because he sees Jesus is coming and he's so excited. And he runs ahead, Jesus is coming through town, he runs ahead, he gets up in a tree, and it says a sycamore fig tree. Now if you do your research, these trees were notoriously bad for your health. If the fruit touched you or the leaves touched you or the bark, it could cause you to get itchy, you can start sneezing and coughing, You know, it's just, it made everybody allergic. So nobody climbed these trees because, you know, why would you climb a sycamore tree? It's going to make you sick. It's like playing in poison ivy. You just don't do that. But Zacchaeus is so excited to see Jesus, he pushed through all that discomfort and he's like, I'm going to get up in this tree and I'm going to see Jesus. I can't wait. He runs ahead. And I'm sure the crowd's like, oh, there's Zac. Oh, Zac's in the tree. Zac, what are you doing? And Jesus walks by and he sees Zacchaeus. And at this point, we don't know if they've ever met, but he calls Zacchaeus by name in verse 5. Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I want to be a guest in your house today. And then in verse 6, Zacchaeus is so excited because, you know, he doesn't have any friends, everybody hates him. And finally, somebody wants to come to his house. Now, it says he's a very rich guy. Could you imagine, he's probably got all the nicest stuff, right, he's like, I just want someone to come over, I gotta show them my brand new Weber grill, I gotta show them my new smoker, I've got all the high-end appliances, I got the best house, but nobody ever wants to come over to my house, but Jesus wants to come, so he's so excited, he runs over to Jesus and meanwhile, the crowd starts complaining, doesn't Jesus know who this guy is? doesn't Jesus realize that he's no different than that arrogant rich guy he just told off like we, we just we were just there He just told that rich young ruler off like yeah get out of here buddy you don't know who you are you don't know who you're messing with and and so the crowds like how is this guy different than the other guy why does Jesus like Zach but not like the rich young ruler uh, so the crowds like murmuring maybe they don't know I mean they Jesus knew his name but maybe they don't know that we don't like this guy so they start complaining but Zach doesn't care he gets in front of everyone he's like okay Jesus my house is just over there and I want everybody to know that I'm gonna pay you all back all the stuff I stole from you up to four times the amount if I did it (laughs) if I did it and Jesus doesn't address it Jesus just looks at him gives him salvation encourages him shows him that he loves him and then that's it we never get to hear about what they talked about at dinner time which there's some parts of the bible that i'm like there's a lot of detail here in some parts you know like the old testament how come we don't get any detail about zach i want to know more about zach i want to know more about this dinner and i think strategically it's left out of the Bible because I think we would use it as a script when really we're supposed to tell our own story to the Zachs of the world tell your story and build a bridge it would be nice to be a fly on the wall in that moment because I would want to know did Jesus you know, did he, did he say, okay, Zach, you promised you were going to give some money to these people, so what's the plan there? Are you going to pay it back? You know, you want you made a promise. You got to make sure you do that. You know, are you going to quit working for Rome? You know, I, I would want to know what's, what's Jesus going to ask Zacchaeus, but we never get to hear it. And I think if we want to reach people for God, we must follow this simple, template that Jesus gave us with Zacchaeus. It's really simple, it's two points. See somebody that's seeking and invite them to conversation. See somebody that's hungry and seeking, it's not hard. There are many, many people seeking something. I read something this week saying that crystals and these uh, healing crystals and that kind of thing, they are becoming bigger and bigger and selling more and more and more every year. People are fascinated with spirituality. They're fascinated with with supernatural uh, things and and they're seeking. There's a simple template. Find somebody that's seeking and invite them to conversation. That's how we build a bridge. We've been so, I think, we make things so complicated as the church, we, we're more into politics and policies and we've become obsessed with the truth and maybe you've heard this, you know, people need the truth more than ever, and I agree. But the question becomes, how do you tell the truth in a world where everything's true? Well, that's your truth. My truth's different. That's your opinion, my opinion's different. How do we tell the truth in a world where everything's true? It's simple, tell your story. Build a bridge, build a bridge. Find somebody that's seeking, invite them to conversation. See, our goal shouldn't be conversion, it should be conversation. See, Zacchaeus gets to Jesus and he's a mess. He was just up in a sycamore tree, he's probably sneezing and coughing sweating, itchy eyes. You know, he gets to Jesus, and he hasn't said sorry yet. He hasn't acknowledged his sin. He hasn't done anything right. But before he does that, Jesus calls him by name and invites him over to himself over to his house. It makes me laugh, because I think, what if we'd acted like this in our world today? You know, like the most awkward moments, like you're beside somebody in a grocery store, or across from them at a gas pump, Instead of going, guys, is expensive, eh? Can I come to your house for dinner? It's like, what? Jesus is so awkward. Like, I'm going to be your guest today, Zacchaeus. I don't know if that works today. You could try it. Let us know. But he invites them to conversation, and and it's so special because, Zacchaeus, he, had, he never had a guest at his house. and He, he, never, he never had any friends. He, he was hated by people because he was rich and he stole from them. And I'm wondering, if we have these stereotypes about people, maybe it's people that you consider rich that are ripping people off. Maybe it's people that you consider to be mean and ugly and, and, and just nasty towards you. But most people are seeking. They just need somebody to connect with them push past the awkwardness and connect with them. You know, it reminds me of uh, a a verse in Romans chapter two, verse four, if we could have it up on the screen, chapter two, verse four, when I think about this, I think of Zacchaeus and I think that Jesus led with such kindness and grace, read this verse, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Yes, I do. Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? See, God convicts sin through hope. There's such a difference between condemnation and conviction. See, when God convicts you, holy spirit convicts you of your sin it doesn't enable you God's not like oh I don't care what you do you're good it's like no can't you see how tolerant and patient God is with you it's intended to lead you away from your sin so when you truly meet the person of Jesus it doesn't cause you to sin it motivates you to live better and, and, and a lot of us, I mean, there's, there's different sides of this. Some people are like, you know, turn or burn, repent, you know, the end is coming. And you know, for some reason that works for some people on the street corner, I don't know, it's crazy to me, I've never done it, but it works for some people. So, you know, whatever people are finding Jesus, we pray for his grace and mercy and all that. But there's something about showing the kindness of God That leads people to salvation that is just so amazing some of you you have such a gift to connect with people and the kindness and the love that God shows himself through you motivates people to live right motivates people to come to Jesus it's so amazing we look across this room the different faces the different stories of God reaching into your life See, I truly believe that oftentimes we give unbelievers news they can't handle before the good news they can handle. We give unbelievers news they can't handle. Live right, (laughs) turn or burn. We give unbelievers news they can't handle before the good news they can handle. Before someone needs to know that they're not living right, they need to know that they're loved. This is the... Template of Zacchaeus and Jesus. Jesus should have said, Zacchaeus, I know you. You ripped all these people off. You know, I can hear them complaining about you. You're a notorious sinner. You're well known. Everybody knows that you're a sinner. He goes, No, Zacchaeus, I want to be a guest at your house. I want to talk to you, Zacchaeus. I want to get to know you. How can you live like this, Zacchaeus? You're so fascinating to me, Zacchaeus. How can you do this and not feel bad, Zacchaeus? I want to get to know you. This is the template of reaching people. I'll end with this story. When I was younger, I used to go fishing all the time. Are there any any fishers in the room? People that like fishing? Fishermen? Yes, people that enjoy it. I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. And I remember going in the backyard and digging up worms, right, and bringing them and, and baiting the hook with my dad and it was so much fun. And I remember one time he was like, you know, son, if we if we went to the ocean, we would have to get a different hook and a different different bait because there's, there's different fish in the ocean. And I remember thinking this is crazy. Like, I, I would fish, I'd find something like this big. My dad's like, yeah, that's nice, boy. <laughs> unhook and throw them back in I remember really enjoying it and when I think about Jesus building his church and how sometimes it differs from how we build so many of us go into the world the Bible remember he Jesus calls his disciples he calls them fishers of men they're out there being fishermen but he calls them fishers of men knowing that this is how he was gonna build his church you're gonna go out you're gonna have conversation you're gonna reach the lost you're gonna to talk to people and they were out fishing with a net and I think sometimes we get it kind of confused we're like okay God I'm supposed to reach people okay I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a fisher of men okay I gotta how am I gonna reach the poor people so we we put that bait on a hook and we try and reach the poor people? Or how are we going to reach the rich people? So we bait that hook and we put that out there to try and reach the rich people. Or how are we going to reach the kids? And we bait that hook and then we bait the, the young adults. And how are we going to get the seniors? And we, so many of us get so wrapped up in making it so complicated when really Jesus says, lower your net. There's something so different about how Jesus wants to build his church rich poor black white it don't matter it doesn't matter he comes in with a net and if you ever fished with a net everything gets caught up in there even the things that are dead the things that are might may have just died the things that are alive different things that are living in the ocean god wants to build his church using everybody the story of Zacchaeus the least likely hated by his community I want to reach you Zacchaeus I read this story this week and I'm like really I'm getting emotional about Zacchaeus <laughs> he was a wee little man <laughs> but can you see how excited he was that somebody finally wanted to have a conversation with him he climbed up in a tree a tree you don't climb in made himself so uncomfortable and he's so excited that somebody finally wants to connect with him. There's a world filled with Zacchaeuses and they're in trees, they're in, they're, they're in their, their uh, tree, uh, they're trying to get a view, a worldview. They're trying to make this life make sense and maybe they're thinking maybe they're Christian, they know God, maybe they'll talk to me. Just maybe, just maybe. I do everybody to stand. I'm not sorry that the Zacchaeus song is stuck in your head now, but maybe it'll remind you this week to look for that person. Who is it? It might be somebody you already know. It might be a neighbor, it might be a friend, it might be a relative. Can we build a bridge? There's no better way to connect with people than through conversation. Matt, can you lead us in a song and then and then we'll pray. Come on, let's sing this.
1: Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. And fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again Open up the gates, let heaven on end Come rest up One more time, let's sing it out. It's
0: Amen. Well, I don't know how to end this service, to be honest. Um, But I do do know this, that all of us have somebody that represents Zacchaeus in our life. And this isn't a pressure thing. (laughs) This is just saying there's an easy template. Somebody that's seeking, invite them to conversation. God, thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, that it can show us what to do, it can help us reach people. God, I pray, Lord, this week that we could push through awkwardness and we could have conversations with people because we know, God, you are the only bridge between life and death. Our world is seeking something that makes sense to them. And we believe, God, we have the answer. I pray, Lord, that you would use us this week to reach this city reach loved ones, reach neighbors, reach family members. In Jesus' name, God, we love you. I pray, God, as we go forth today, that you would be with us, that you would protect us, and that you you would come back and, 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 God, you would be here again next week to minister to us. So bless every single person in this room. I pray that they have an amazing week, an amazing Sunday, in Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for being here.